Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales. And today I have Laura Carrillo with me. She is an expert in feng shui, and we're going to discuss feng shui and divine flow. But before I get into that, I'd like to invite you to explore a little of your own giftedness. There is a two-minute assessment that I've put together out there called superpowerquiz.us. And if you go out and go through this two-minute assessment, it will tell you what your particular superpower is and give you some advice on how to access it even better. So go to superpowerquiz.us and check it out today. So now that that's out of the way, I am going to introduce our guest, Laura Carrillo is the Feng Shui Lady. Her mission in life is to create sacred space in the physical, metaphysical, and digital worlds. Laura helps people make the space for their blessings and uses Feng Shui as a manifesting tool for magnetizing everything from love to babies, health, and wealth. Laura studied journalism and is a certified Feng Shui expert through the Western School of Feng Shui. She's written extensively about Feng Shui and wellness and her feng shui practice is called narrative space, the premise being that our environments serve as mirrors and what is reflected in our stories. Everything is narrative space. She consults, speaks, teaches, and writes about feng shui, space planning, and wellness. She's been featured in El Decor, the LA Times, Voices of the Sacred Feminine, the Examiner, Thrive Global, and the Western School of Feng Shui, to name a few. Welcome, Laura. I'm happy to have you here with me today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. So, when I do an introduction like this, <laughs> it can be a little intimidating, right? This lady's got all these certifications and she's a journalist and she's got all this stuff. And we tend to think you kind of came out of the womb that way. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, that's not usually how it works. So, fill me in on your backstory. What, what, what was life like for you as a child, as a young adult? How, how did you approach life back then? Well, I was one of those um, kids that was obsessed with, like, death. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, was, I was always into metaphysical things. And um, when I was little, I used to try to imagine what it was like to be dead. Because I just, the concept of it was just like, well, it's just like nothing. You're just dead. Like there's nothing. It's all, everything black. It's silent. And that's it. And it was just like this thing that I was really concerned about and, and obsessed with. And um, as I got older, you know, I got into things like astrology and numerology. And, um, you know, I was really into Buddhism and, and reincarnation. And I just I was just fascinated by all these things. Um, and I was a seeker, but I was equal parts um, skeptic and seeker. If Ooh, that tell me, tell me about that. <laughs> well, I'm an Earth sign. I'm a Capricorn with a Taurus rising. So we are all about, you know, I, I need something that's grounded in reality. I need facts. But then there's this mystical aspect to me that really believes in magical things. But I, you know, it's it's kind of like a weird dual nature. Yeah, there, there's a tension between that scientific side and the mystical side. I'm very familiar with that because I started out as one of these two plus two equals four. It must be replicatable. I'm from Missouri. Show me the proof. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, before I became the feng shui, I mean, I studied journalism. So I was all about who, what, where, when, and why, and due diligence and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So for me, um, as I've entered the, the spiritual world, I came to it with um, equal parts. Like, like I have a childlike you know, delight and, and, and curiosity in it, but I also, I'm going to call it out when it's bullshit and there's a lot of bullshit out there. Yes, there is. <laughs> so, so that's, I, and I think it's actually ultimately served me, even though for me personal, you know, 
there's sometimes there's this inner conflict, you know, mm-hmm. but um, but it's getting sorted out. I'll say that, you know, and I think it's important to have discernment. And so I, I have something that a lot of people in the woo community don't have, which is discernment. Um, and it's really important because it's protection. It's 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 it is important. And, and part of it, of course, it does include my intuition. And does this ring true? Does this, yeah. you know? Um, so, so I'm, yeah, I'm figuring like, it out. It's it, like, it's, it's, and it's still happening. I'm still figuring yeah. it out. Let, let, let's dig a little deeper on this tension between the scientific side and the woo side, because I know there are many people out there who experience that and feel like, well, you know, I can't, I have to pick a camp, right? <laughs> Right, uh, and I know for my own path, you you can work with a foot in both worlds. How how do you navigate it? Um, carefully, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I I've actually been in a process of awakening, probably my whole life, but it's been accelerated recently uh, through plant medicine. I will say. Um, and it was, I'm someone I like, I enjoy my, I have drinks, you know, I like my wine or my cocktails and and whatnot. And, and I, I believe, you know, that I believe in living a fully embodied life, right? So below enjoy the sensual pleasures of this world. Yes. We incarnated into these bodies for a reason. Um, and I, and I also, my understanding of the spirit world is that you don't have all these senses, you know, that we get to experience um, so beautifully on this earth, like that, like there are, it's this beautiful thing. We're here. It's a gift. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I was, I never really wanted to do um, drugs, like, like psychedelics or anything like that, because I was worried it would like, you know, it, it, I grew up when they were had those commercials, like, here's your brain on drugs. Here's your bra- yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh well, and I know for myself, it. I'm a bit of a control freak, which is why substances have never really attracted me. Well, um, I, and I will say I, because I'm so grounded and I'm so, you know, no, not tightly wound isn't the right word, but so um, uh, earth, earth. <laughs> they're trying uh, to help you out here (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Um, for me actually a a little bit of wine is a good thing it's kind of like I need to lighten up a little bit you know and and it's okay actually I had somebody do my astrology chart and they said in my chart that on some level I benefit from being slightly lubricated uh, with something that, that there was something, I forget how he, some Neptune thing. I, I forget how he explained it, but it was really deep in my chart. He's like, it's no, it's right in your chart. You're actually someone you do. You don't have a problem with substances that you actually benefit from a healthy relationship with them. Yeah. They, they can serve as door openers for you. Yes, yes. Yes. So, but that said, I never touched like drugs cause it scared me. And also just cause my imagination's already pretty like, mm, you know, and I, <laughs> I don't um, need help with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, Ooh, I don't know where, where you just went to Are you there? I'm still here. Oh, you are. Okay. Look around. I something on my screen and Oh, there you are. <laughs> oh, we're back. <laughs> okay. So, um, I, yeah. So like I said, I, I was nervous about that kind of stuff and I never touched it. You know, I just thought like, oh, I'll stick to the like, you know, like a, a cocktail here and there. And, and that's about it. Like, I didn't even like marijuana. I tried it like once or twice. And I was like, oh, I don't I don't like this feeling. I did not like yep. I just didn't appeal to me, didn't do anything for me, nothing. And I was like, oh, if this is like a gateway to anything else, like I'm not interested. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going past the threshold. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> So that said, on my most recent birthday, um, you know, I came uh, to, to, I was, I was introduced to Eric Nice. I don't know if you've heard of Eric, but he is, he was on the real world, um, the original real world cast. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, any case, they just had a reboot on Paramount Plus, and it was, it's real world homecoming. So it's kind of a big deal. He's been all over the media. Uh, but right before he blew up again, you know, because Eric's been on a journey on his own journey. So he started off as like on the real world, which was the first reality show yeah. really we ever had um, on MTV. It was he was on the first season of the first 
you know, ever reality TV series, right? Um, and it was groundbreaking in a lot of ways. But that, all that said, he's been on this 20, no, 30 year journey. He's a shaman now, basically. He's very spiritual. He is the closest thing to Jesus I've ever met. I was just like, how is this the same guy that I watched on the on real world? Yeah, I just was like, <laughs> it blew my mind. And, and the way I came to know him is really, you know, I, I, I left some things out of my bio. I also run something called Awoken TV. I'm the CEO of Awoken TV. Um, and I'm the feng shui lady. And these two things seem very, you know, different, but I wear many hats, right? So, um, in any case, I was introduced to him through one of my content providers, um, she's a filmmaker and she's like, you've got to meet Eric. He has a film. He's this really spiritual guy. He's, you know, he's a shaman. I was like, great. And I just, you know, I connected with him through her and he's, he like answered the phone and we had a like zoom thing. And then he came over and we, we started collaborating and, um, he offered to do, he does these journeys, um, and they're, he treats it, they're sacraments, basically. So yeah. he works with plant medicine. He's, he goes to Peru. He's in Peru right now doing ayahuasca and it's being filmed and he's, he's, you know, working with, yeah, these shaman there and all this stuff. Right. So I had my first experience with psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it was as how a, was that as a sacrament as a sacrament I would yes. never have touched it without um if it under any other kind of circumstance because yes. that's how scared I was and I trusted him so much and and I was just like and it was my birthday it was it was like it's, it's how I began this year I began yes. the journey of this year by having the sacrament and so I have, he talks a lot about, um, healing, um, uh, ancestral wounds mm -hmm. and using plant medicine in that way. Um, I mean, there's a lot, I mean, it's, it's really powerful medicine and I'm going to call it medicine. This is, I'm not going to call it a drug. It's medicine. Yeah. Um, and the per particular medicine we're talking about is psilocybin, which are some people we'll call mushrooms or magic mushrooms. Magic or mushrooms, shrooms, exactly. Um, but the scientific term is psilocybin. So let's call yes. it Yes. Well, and I, my experience with this sort of thing is a lot of how these things impact you depend on the intention with which you move forward into them. Yes. Um, and I had some personal um, family things going on at the time. And Eric insisted that we go in with the intention to heal that, to look at that, to, to work on that. So the, uh, uh, the first journey, cause I had a, another journey. Um, a few months later. Once I went in, I was like, Holy shit. I mean, can I swear on there? Yes, you can <laughs> swear. I swear all the time. I'm, <laughs> mouth, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, but this is worthy of, of language. So um, anyway, so he came over on my birthday. It was, you know, just a really beautiful gift because if, you, if you've ever been on a journey, there's several hours. It was like he was probably here for six or seven hours. Yeah, it's, it's a serious time commitment. Yes. It, yeah, it's a big deal. Um, and normally he, he charges a lot of money for these journeys and it's, you know, yeah. And it, this was a gift. And I was like, oh, my God, it's my birthday. This is so special. Um, so we went in, it was a sacrament. It was, you know, he, he, he does a whole blessing. I mean, it was a, it was a whole thing. Um, but I was supposed to wear a mask. So, you know, mm -hmm. he's like, okay, now put on your mask and go in. And, um, I'm going to, I'll tell you what, that first journey was almost like an exorcism and <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Some of it was scary. Um, but, it was, I, I, it was the first journey and there was a lot to um, uncover. Yeah. Well, and facing your shadow yeah. is an intimidating thing to do. And that's what you're doing. Well, it, yeah, but there's an, you know, it was a really strange experience because like I said, I'd never done any psychedelics and my mm -hmm. worldview changed after that. Um, how did I, had I done something like that at a younger age under different circumstances, say in a party setting or without like a, you know, that wasn't treated as 
something sacred. I think I would have had a mental break. That's how powerful this experience was. Oh, yeah. And coming out on the other side of it, one of the things that I addressed was some ancestral stuff. And so there was a look at that, which was, you know, interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't I won't want to go into detail on that. But what I will go into detail is it, the other thing that I, what messaging that I got from it um, was it, I connected with the Virgin Mary archetype, shall we say. But in it, I was the Virgin. I am the Virgin Mary. Right. That, I I love this, and I want to dig into this more deeply. Really? Because I was, uh, I'm, like, I'm like, I know but, this sounds crazy. But, but we're going to pause for a second oh, because we're okay. already up on our first commercial break. Okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But this is a good place to pause because I, I'm really looking forward to hearing what comes next, and I know everyone else <laughs> is too. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you all about my virgin birth. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So if you're out there with us in listener land today, grab your pen, grab your paper. Um, And what I would invite you to do is to look at places where you've been invited into more seeking, whether it was in a reading or whatever it was, and you've hesitated to take that step. Spend some time putting some thought around that and ask yourself, invite yourself into some curiosity about whether it might not be the moment to do that. And hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Laura Carrillo. And before we went to break, she was sharing with us part of her plant medicine journey uh, at the beginning of the year, and she was uh, dealing with the sacred mother archetype. Uh, We'll let you pick it up from there. You you put your words on it. (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, actually, I'm just putting it together now because one of the things I didn't actually put together until this very moment is that I went into the journey because um, Eric very specifically said, you know, we're going in with this intention to heal ancestral wounds. And and I was working on a re- my relationship with my mother. I'll, I'll, I'll own that. So um, I just realized that for me to then bring in the archetype of um, the Virgin Mary um, was interesting because it, it's a, it is a maternal you know, it's an unusual maternal uh, uh, reference, but it, it, it or archetype, but it, for me to have tuned into, but it's exactly what I tuned into because there was other things going on in my life. Like I was um, rebirthing this platform called Awoken TV. And a big part of it was that the I felt all this responsibility 
to to give birth to something greater than myself, you know, something Mm -hmm. and something that honestly I had been I didn't originate Awoken TV. I was part of Awoken TV as a host, as the feng shui lady, right? And I did this manifesting ritual. And three days later, I magically got Awoken TV. So let me just tell you, manifesting <laughs> rituals. Um, it's part of the, the work that I do with feng shui, and I, and I do it for clients. But I don't always think to do it for myself. But yeah, not- the, the cobbler's children never have any shoes. Right? <laughs> I, I only was using the magic on the clients because like that's that was my work that's you know my sacred work but that said that during that time period there was a new moon in my sign and I knew how powerful um and it was supposed to be a super powerful manifesting new moon no matter what sign you were but it but in combination to it being my personal new moon it was a very oh, powerful yeah. So it was, yeah, very timely for me to do that ritual. And then it, the ritual is like, be careful what you ask for. Because um, <laughs> you just might get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was asking for an, an epic shift in my career. And boy, did they give it to me. So that so I, I was basically handed this this platform to, to take over. And it's a, like a media, like I had zero, you know, other than the fact that like I had been working with the originator who was Brad Johnson, um, on, and I had access to the back end and he was, I suppose he was grooming me for this role, but I wasn't fully aware of that. And when he didn't feel like he could, he just wanted to go back to living the spiritual life and he didn't want to run a media company, you know, <laughs> I, I can totally understand why it's, 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 no it's small a lot of work, <laughs> it's a huge responsibility. And, and I had no idea what I'd gotten myself into, but, but that happened. So in this journey, part of the journey was looking at that too. And, um, I was basically transitioning the platform from another, from a very kind of a low tech backend to a high tech backend. And it was a complete rebirth of the platform. It was a yeah, huge yeah. undertaking and, um, and invest, you know, personal investment of my own, you know, family's money, um, which is probably why my mother and I were having, um, <laughs> A fair amount of yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was just like, what are you doing? I was like, what are you thinking? This is daughter. <laughs> so deal with it. Um, so anyway, um, the, the, the whole thing about the Virgin Mary, it was like, they, they were, I was, um, tuning into that archetype because that's essentially what it was like to give birth to Awoken. Like I, I felt like I was given this baby and I was, but I didn't like have this fun, sexy time creating the baby. It was my <laughs> idea. And it was just like, Hey, we just put this thing in your room and now you have to give birth and it's going to hurt. And it's like, Damn it. And I missed the fun part. <laughs> I'm like, what? This is hard. This is so hard. But they, they were very clear that I was supposed to do this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Breathe. Lots of breathing. <laughs> Lots of breathing. So anyway, that was a super intense journey. There was a lot more to it. Um, but I was changed. I was changed. I will never be the same. I will never look at the world the same. I what I realized I was yes, I'm Laura Beatriz Carrillo, but I am I am the Virgin Mary. I am the ocean. You know, like at one point I was the ocean. You know, like we are everything. You know, yes, and that's like the ultimate spiritual experience is yes. that uh, I. I am not just me. I am you. I am the ocean. I'm the desk. I'm the rocks. I'm yeah. And this just blew my mind, you know, and I just (laughs) like, I I had, I I took me some time, you know, and he followed up with me to check in and he was so sweet. And he's like, you need to journal on this and, and meditate on this. There's a lot of stuff that came out um, in this journey. Um, And, and it was, you know, it was, it was very healing, but it was also very like, it's a medicine. And and so when you take the medicine, sometimes there's parts of that that aren't fun, you know? Yeah. Um, but I went back in and did it again with somebody else. Um, uh, 
with another, you know, plant medicine you know, as a sacrament again, uh, like three months later. And it was a very different experience because this time, yes, um, I went in with like a mission, but it all the a lot of the heaviness and a lot of the unearthing and, and I had a better idea of what to expect. So it wasn't so yeah. scary um, because it is like the first journey. I mean, Eric had given me this huge bowl of mushrooms and he's just, just eat it off. And I was like, okay. The <laughs> second journey was a layered where basically I was given small doses every, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes until I completed the full dose. So instead of this, like, yeah, straight into the stratosphere, it was like a, a more gradual journey in and, um, and out because coming out of the first journey, I was, I had a real tough time at a really loose grip on reality for a while. Even for days after, weeks after, I was still like, not sure who the fuck I was, excuse me, mm-hmm. but I was just like, what, who am I, you know, and, um, and now I, I, I get it, you know, but it's, it is, it's like this whole different worldview, right? Um, or broader worldview. Yeah. I um, have a question for you. Looking back on both of these experiences, Mm-hmm. I know going through the process is like this sensory overwhelm yeah. in some ways as you're going through it. When you're journaling about it afterwards, do you find that you access new layers or things that you kind of forgot about? Oh, yeah. It's really important when you're if you're doing these journeys, right? Um, one of the most important thing is, is obviously you have a witness, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. you need somebody to keep you safe. This is important. So not only a witness, but a caretaker. So you're going to make sure you get in and out safely and, and are able to process what has transpired in and, and assimilate, integrate all of that. So um, part of it is, you know, part of that journey is journaling. And with um, my second um, journey, she took notes because I start, I channeled, I channeled in the first journey, but on the second journey, I was channeling, not just for myself, I was telling my guide, the my guides were coming in telling me to tell her stuff about herself. Ah. Great. I like all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm a channeler. Like, what the, who, what the hell? <laughs> this is blowing my mind. My yes. Mind. Yes. yes. It, it's yes. wild when you channel the first time. I have to say it's, oh it's an interesting experience the first time it happens. And it, it becomes more normal with repeating. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what was really cool about it is I think, you know, I, I've, I've traditionally always gone to psychics because I was looking for that connection with my guides and outside of myself. And when I realized they were in me all along. All the time. Exactly. <laughs> my When I was channeling, I was channeling. They were talking through me. Like, tell, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Like, and even like, I was like caressing myself, like, it's okay. You're okay. Like there, there was a whole, there, they had very specific messages for me. And I felt for the first time, like I was talking to, like, I was having this direct connection. connection. With, yes. I mean, I even like Jesus even showed up. I'm not kidding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, I spoke to him in Spanish or he spoke. I don't know. It was a Latin Jesus in, in this particular. It, it, I, my Latina came out and I was like, Jesus is here, you know, <laughs> um, and but lots of people came. I mean, lots came through, not just, um, you know, the Buddha, Ganesh. Uh, Ganesh is one of my, you know, spiritual guides. In fact, I have Ganesh right here he's my wizard in the corner i i don't i mean i, I can kind of hear this. <laughs> there he is <laughs> those yeah. of you who get to see this on youtube later can see ganesh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway he's my wizard in the corner he came to life in the first journey like literally came to life and and just told me he really liked being in because he used to be in a different room i mean it was like telling me what's up kind of thing and yeah. then he's here to help me and and so the you know everything comes alive 
Um, and it's it's cool because feng shui is all about that. Everything is alive. Everything is connected. It so, all has opinions about where it's optimal for it to live and where absolutely. it's not. So um, I'm sitting right next to my guide, <laughs> Ganesh. And Ganesh is the remover of obstacles, if people aren't familiar. Um, so he's, he's one of my favorites. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, could, I could use a little bit more elephant in my life. Yes. Just grab that with the trunk and set it over there. <laughs> and it's funny, even when I was a little girl, I, I used to collect like little, like I had, my first thing that I collected figurine was an elephant. So I was, I was very drawn to, to yeah, even so, what Ganesh, who Ganesh was. Or yeah, what exactly. Yeah. Well, and animal totems are one of the most common ways that we connect with this world and the, the spiritual side of this world. Yeah. And so if you look at your your uh, figurine collector case and you notice what's in there, is it horses, is it frogs, is it elephants? Is it, that's part of your animal medicine right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so I guess for me, it was just so rewarding, particularly on that second experience to connect with my guides directly, like, and, uh, and knowing they're in here and they yeah. all were, and I just, all you have to do is tune in. I think it's the most empowering thing. And for a lot it's, of us. It's one of the most exciting things that happens <gasps> for me with my clients is when they get that connection, when they figure out what their avenue of communication is. And yes. they're like, oh, now I can just ask and get the answer. I don't have to get an appointment and spend money and, and whatever to try and find out what's going on. I can no, read. There's, there's some value yeah. to but there is. There are moments when I will still go back to that, but it's so much more fluid to move through life connected to that guidance. You really do need to have your internal GPS system like uh, aligned. Yeah, and, booted up and online. Yep. And you really, we really do have access to that. And what I will say is that plant medicine can actually help people with that. And especially someone like myself, who's, who's a little bit like in her head, you know, um, like allowing me to like let go of whatever barrier I had to that connection is mm -hmm. gone now. And I'm just like, Oh, thank God, you know? And, and so I, I will say like, um, you know, and I've meditated for years, I've done all the things. Um, but this was the thing that really accelerated that for mm -hmm. me. And, and what I've learned about plant medicine, like ayahuasca, like there's, there's a, a lot of different plant medicine, but I would say ayahuasca and, and, and psilocybin would be the top two for, for this purpose, though I've been hearing about, you know, peyote and some other things too, um, that I, it is medicine and that we're actually, you know, um, it actually activates channels in the brain to make you more intuitive, to allow you to, to connect and open up your, you know, mental channels to, to other senses that, that are there, but dormant. It, yeah. literally, it, you know, um, and so you can microdose after and it actually keeps those channels like going. Open. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Well, and I, I love that you keep referring to it as medicine because the psychiatric community has realized that it's very good medicine as well. And there are yes. people who are starting to incorporate it in their practice, especially with people who've had terrible traumas that they're yeah. having trouble unlocking. And so, yeah, it plant medicine holds the key to a lot of things. We are yeah. already headed up on our second break. Can you believe this? I can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I know I want to talk to you a little bit more about some feng shui. Absolutely. And some, some tips there. So hang with us through the break and we will dig into the feng shui aspect of the feng shui lady uh, after we return from the break. So hang with us. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. 
leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Amrales, and I am still here with the intrepid Laura Carrillo. Yay! (laughs) So, you are the feng shui lady. Tell us a little bit about feng shui. How did you come into it first? Well, um, one thing I learned on my journey was that my spiritual gift is feng shui. So, um, the way I came into feng shui is, you know, we were talking earlier about how I'm an earth sign and I'm really um, physical, I'm, I'm very, everything for me, you know, I have a Taurus rising is about the tangible things like uh, the pleasures of life, what you can touch, feel, see, experience, like the, you know, earthly, earthly. Uh, yeah, the three dimensionality of this place. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Like, if you, you know, you can have a lot of fun with it if you, if you, if you play nice with it. So, um. For me, my, like the way the universe communicates with me and actually with all of us, because feng shui is a physical language, mm-hmm. it's actually an earth science. It's over 5,000 years old. It was um, originated in China. However, every culture has some form of space planning. In Western culture, we have sacred geometry. In India, they have something called vastu. And in China, they have like feng shui, but there are multiple schools of feng shui, multiple, multiple, multiple. And the the particular school of feng shui that I practice is called form school, which is the original and most, um, it's the least dogmatic. It's, it's, it's the most organic form of feng shui um, before it got a little bit more convoluted. Um, And so that's, (laughs) that's why I really, really resonate with it. Um, And it's really about having a relationship with your environment and situating yourself in your environment in the safest, most empowering way and um, understanding the, what the environment is, is telling you and basically using, you know, that language to communicate back to the environment. So I freaking love it. And for me, when my guides come through or, you know, even before like I did plant medicine, the way my guides would come through would be through something happening in my environment that would would communicate something, you know, like if something breaks down in my love qua, I'm, I know to go, you know, to really look at what's going on in my love life or my prosperity or whatever, like there's, um, nine different life centers in something Mm -hmm. called a Bagua map in feng shui, which is an energetic map that addresses every area of life. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're talking like career, uh, travel and helpful people, skills and knowledge, health, family, uh, uh, children and creativity, love, fame and reputation and wealth and prosperity. Like that is every area of life. And so basically, um, I apply the Bagua based on the entrance of a home. So I, I have a very non-directional approach because it's an inside job. Mm. And I treat every space as its own universe. And as soon as you enter, it becomes its own universe. And so you, I honor the floor plan as it exists. Yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah, not like I wish we were facing East or whatever. Like it doesn't. Yeah, happen. exactly. I, <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to remember. It was a few years ago. I, I done a little looking into the feng shui and discovered that my laundry room is poorly located. <laughs> so oh, I keep wow. the door closed. <laughs> well, there, and there's always cures for stuff, but there's also, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to have perfect feng shui. There's always something going on, right? Right. But it's a communication. And, um, but the value of understanding feng shui is understanding where you are in that story, like, and what's, what the universe is communicating with you, what chapter you're in, you know, because if you're living in a home that doesn't have a love law, well, you're in a chapter that isn't about that part of your life. And it's not the end of the world. It's just, that's, you're, that's where you're at. <laughs> that's just where you're at. You can always move PS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, when it's time, you probably will. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but that said, like we, there are chapters in our lives where there are certain areas that are emphasized or de-emphasized. Um, and, you know, when I moved to Los Angeles, this was before I was the feng shui lady, I moved into a space that was missing the career gua. And at the time, I was working for this company that had transferred me to Los Angeles, you know, um, and so I moved here for a job. I moved into this beautiful apartment, and this is the other misnomer about feng shui. Just because a space is beautiful, expensive, and in a great neighborhood doesn't mean it has good feng shui. That would be truth. <laughs> absolutely true. Like, so don't let it fool you. Um, this space was beautiful, was in a great neighborhood, was expensive, you know, and it was missing a career gua. And so I had... I had rented it out sight unseen just based on yeah. the pictures, you know, it, because it had, like I said, I knew the neighborhood, exactly. things, all that stuff. I, I have to wonder how long did this job last? <laughs> well, yeah. So I moved in. I realized right away that it was missing a career guac because I knew enough about feng shui. I mean, I'd been reading about it for years and I was, I was an avid, um, you know, student of it, but I wasn't yet certified. I, you know, yeah. that. Um, so I hired a feng shui consultant and she's like, oh boy, you're missing a career. Well, I'm like, yeah, I knew that. And she, and so <laughs> what we did was try to, to cure that as best we could, but that, that's part of the narrative of that space. That's where I was at. And I did, and I had a home office at the time because I, it was an outside sales and, um, and my home office was in the Love Gua. And she's like, you have to move your home office. I'm like, why? And she's like, because your Love Gua, like having your, your office. You've in the got Love business in your love area. Yeah. <laughs> it becomes your primary relationship and it's imbalanced and it's just, it's not good feng shui. So I moved my, I did everything she told me. I moved my desk out of the Love Gua. And as soon as I did that, I got laid off from my job and I could have been mad at her about it, but it was like so synchronistic. It was, and, but the cool thing about it, because I'd done everything to balance the energies in the space as best I could, um, was that I had a really good severance package, you know, because they had, that's, that's a, uh, I'll take a good, you know, parachute on the way out. Thank you. Six months, seven package. So it was fairly generous and, um, unemployment and my family was very supportive, you know, and, and so it was okay. It was like what the, the purpose of me living there wasn't about my career. That's when I became a Buddhist. I became a vegetarian. Like I started focusing on other things. It was about self-cultivation. That yes. was what the narrative was in that space. And I'll tell you what, I looked for, I looked for a job for the, the, the next year. I hung on to that apartment because it was so stunning, um, like with bloody fingernails. And as soon as I let go of that apartment, I got a job. And I'm just telling you, that's how strong the narrative was. And that's when I learned how powerful feng shui was. And that's when I became inspired to, you know, go on to become the feng shui lady. I moved. I had another job. I hired her again and she's like, you got this. You might want to consider doing this as a career. She referred me to the school that she attended. I went to the same school she attended. Um, and, you know, I, I, it changed my life. Like, yeah. And I, you know, quit my day, my day my, job. Yeah, my you quit your hustle. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, it hasn't, it wasn't like easy, right? Like it's been, I've been on a journey with that, but at least I was following my bliss, you know? Yeah. And, and just because you're following your bliss doesn't mean you're not going to have a hard time, you know, like that you're not. 
Yeah, it's but like, it's it's worth having the hard time if you're following your bliss. Worth having, you know. Yeah. Like, well, it's like that Jim Carrey quote where it's like, you know, you you're gonna have to work hard no matter what. You might as well work hard something that you you love, you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, because you can fail at anything, why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you might know, as well fail anything. reaching for what you want, right? Yes. yes, but on the upside, you can succeed at anything. So why not succeed at something you actually love? Oh, well, um, amen. Well, and here's the way I look at failure. You know, I was raised to look at failure as if you mess up, it's like permanent. And it's on your record forever, and and you're you know bearing this scarlet A or whatever, right? From this right. this misstep. Um, and I have since changed that thought around that. Oh, no, and no, no. I've, I've decided that these things we call failure is data. <laughs> this is data. <laughs> and, and the obstacle is the path. It's really just yeah. redirecting you to something better. It's this exactly. or better, right? You know, and so it, it, failure is, it, it's the wrong word. It's, it's just like, um, it's a re- Reroute. It's a reroute. A reroute. Exactly. Uh, you, know, you know, like when when your GPS system's like rerouting, rerouting. It's you're yes. just rerouting. It's the universe helping you out. You're you're going in the wrong direction. That's exactly. All. Exactly. Um, well, and I found you know a lot of times you run up against these obstacles, and there's this left turn you end up taking, and you end up in a much more beautiful and amazing place than you were to start with. It's like when you're driving cross country on the freeway. And it takes you off the freeway and you get to go through all of the the fields and the mountains and the quaint little towns and that sort of thing. It's it's a much more interesting trip. It may not be as fast, but it's a much more interesting trip. (laughs) Exactly. And so, you know, I I did get a different job and then um, I had a major surgery while I was at that job. Like it was a life-changing, you know, like just, oh, the recovery was a nightmare. And that's when I was just like, it's now or never, you know, I took the opportunity when I got my um, bonus check to go to feng shui school. And, um, and, you know, because the surgery, and I don't want to go into too much detail about surgery, I'll just say it was like, it was very, very painful, long recovery. And it changed, it changed my perspective. It's like, oh, you know, it, I could die tomorrow, or I could, you know, be a quadriplegic, like, if I don't, do it now. When am I going to start living my bliss? Like, yeah. Oh, when am I going to do it if I don't start today? Yeah. yeah well, and now is the only moment right we have. Now is the only moment we have. We're exactly. we're raised to think that all this stuff is going to happen out there in the future, and that's not where the stuff happens. The stuff happens right now in this present moment. Yeah, and I and I made yeah. uh, you know that choice, and it, and it and it's definitely been a journey, but I I have no regrets whatsoever about making that choice. And, um, and I know that that surgery was, was a catalyst to that because it was like, I want to do what I want to do. I don't know how much time I have left, you know? Yes. Um, I want to start doing what I want now. There's no love that waiting anymore. And I, and I'll tell you, and I'll say that was at 40. So I just want to say like, if, if you're 40, 30, 50, I don't care how old you are, you can change your life at any point. Yes, exactly. Don't worry about the late bloomer thing. I mean, I. I had my awakening at 48, okay? Colonel Sanders didn't start selling chicken until he was well into his 60s. So there's- And Louise Hayes, I think she started- um, She started late too. At 60, I believe, or in her 60s. Uh, Yeah. yeah, So so there's, you know, and Gary Vee talks about this too. Like it's it's just now, just start now. Just start now. now. Exactly. Wherever you are, it's perfect. Start now. Now is the perfect time. So I know you brought a gift with you today. Tell me about your gift. So it is a video um, of divine feng shui for divine flow that I recorded. I like Um, that. Yes. And it's just me explaining feng shui and the the relationship that you can have with your environment, how beautiful it is. It's this beautiful physical language. And I'm I'm really passionate about it. It just will give people some perspective on how to use feng shui in in small and large ways in their lives and and just get to know me and my particular brand of feng shui a little bit better, but also get a better understanding of what feng shui is. Because I just think people think it's like this interior design thing. And I'm like, "Mm, that's a very minuscule. It's just a tiny, tiny piece of it. What would you say, looking at kind of the Western homes that we have here in the U.S., what's the most common feng shui mistake that you see being made? Oh, God, the most common. um, Well, 
What people need to understand is that feng shui is not like an event. It's not like you you have you feng shui once. <laughs> yeah, it's constantly happening. So what I would say is that if if um that cleanliness is close to godliness in feng shui. So the more organized and clean and orderly your home is, um the the that in and of itself is actually really good feng shui, and it's actually very magical. Um, you know, clutter clearing is very good feng shui. It's but people that stop there, they think that's the whole. It's not. It's just something that you you're empowered to do before you even start working with a feng shui consultant that will give you immediate results. Yes. Because, um, what I one of the phrases, catchphrases I use all the time is, I help people make the space for their blessings because people are living with all this shit. You know, and and it it everything holds energy. And so some of that stuff is literally blocking the energies, their blessings from coming through because they have too much stuff or the wrong stuff, or it's associated with negative emotions or a past relationship mm-hmm. or, you know, or they're just, it's the, or it's just placed um, incorrectly, or it's, it's, you know, the, it's contextually would be better. Like, let's say you have a piece of romantic art, but you have it in your career. Well, it would, it's just, it's really just about curating what you have and making, maximizing on the energetic potential in the space. I love um, that. I, I love the, the Marie Kondo aspect of this. <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I, I needed that message right now because oh. I've been, I, I went through a decade last year. I mean, really with my father and selling properties and oh my God. And so my house uh, reflects the fact that I went through like a whole bunch of life experiences that most people spread out over a decade. Yeah. <laughs> so now that I've recovered some, I'm in the process of, okay, everything's going back in its place. And I've been methodically doing that. We are already at the end of our show. Can you believe that? (laughs) So if you would like to go get this gift from Laura, you can go out to sovereignself.media. That's sovereignself.media. And uh, she will be up at the top of the speaker page. You can get on her mailing list. You can get a hold of that video. And I would definitely encourage you to have a conversation with her. Thank you so much for being with us today. One thing that I yeah. I work with people virtually and you know live in person in, in Los Angeles. I'm just opening up to doing that now that the vaccinations are out there and whatnot. But um, but no matter where somebody's located on the planet, I work with clients virtually and it's really powerful and it's actually a really great value because I charge a lot less for virtual consultation. <laughs> so um, so if people want to check out narrativespacefengshui.com, and I'm sure you yeah. have the that that will be on the the page along with all your stuff so beautiful thank you so much for joining us today and thank you to all there all you out there in listener land i do this show for you as part of my service back to the world and i would love to hear from you i would love to hear what insights you've gotten i would love to hear how it's reaffirmed your path if it's reaffirmed your path, how it's led you to question something that you just had always assumed was a fact. I I want to hear all of that. And I'd also like to hear who you'd like to have on this program, if there are certain topics you would like to see more discussion of. Whatever it is, shoot me an email. Uh, ask Sophia, that's A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co and go out. And until next week. Live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 